0: Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. My name is Kerry Zarb and I've been helping business owners just like you go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat for over 20 years. I'll be giving you all the top advice for getting started in your business, but I'll also be speaking with some of the best business minds to inspire you with valuable insights to help you get ahead in your business. If you've ever hit a roadblock or lost your passion, then this is the podcast for you. Welcome to the Biz Nation podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Zarb, and when it comes to small business, I've got you covered. And today's guest is amazing. We have Patrick Twells from Nomad Designs. He is joining us to discuss websites, digital marketing, and anything else that comes up in today's conversation. And I'm really excited because before we get started, let me tell you that Patrick has over 18 years experience in the digital marketing space, and he is coming to us from Perth in Western Australia. Hey, Patrick, welcome to the show.
1: Thanks very much. Good to be here.
0: Awesome. Now, Patrick, uh, let's kick it off with, I want to know a little bit about you and if you could do a bit of an intro for the listeners, what you do and who you are and and what you've got going on. (laughs) Sure.
1: Yeah. So, um, yeah, name's Patrick. As you know, I'm here in Perth, WA. So I live about um, 100 kilometres south of Perth, actually. So it's about an hour away in a small regional uh, country town. So, yeah, basically doing uh, website development, search engine optimization, so digital marketing, um, but specialising in the really custom integrations and the custom builds. So that's the the real point of difference with you know with what we're doing is is it's um, yeah very much about actually finding what the business needs um, and then building something to fit them rather than trying to fit them into a box. So it's um, I, I like to sort of I love languages and I I sort of see it, um, the whole process as a bit of a language, you know, and when you become fluent in everything that's available and can be used, well, then you can start to create some really cool solutions. So that's, that's the kind of thing that, um, yeah, that's kind of thing I'm doing now at the moment Um, and yeah, that's sort of helping businesses that way.
0: Awesome. Love it. And Patrick, tell me the name Nomad Designs. So there's something in that,
1: right? <laughs> yeah, there is. So, I mean, I, yeah, I've I've always loved travel and adventure. Um, and yeah, even, I mean, a little bit of the backstory, but uh, when I was 18, just about turning 19, um, I bought a one-way ticket to the UK and uh, I had $1,000 uh, in my pocket. Um, and that was it. So I knew nobody, I went to stay with my, with an auntie and uncle that I'd never met before, um, and kind of decided to go conquer the world. So, so it's kind of like that whole, yeah, nomadic lifestyle thing has always been appealing to me. Um, and then when I came back from the UK in 2006, I, um, I started business here and, um, I decided that the, um, you know a lot of people were sort of saying, you know, maybe you should go do it from Perth or, or Mandrault, you know, bigger, bigger place kind of thing. And I, I sort of thought about that. And then I was like, firstly, I don't want to drive like a long way to my own job and <laughs> my own work. Um, and then I was also thinking like, you know, if, if I'm going to be telling people that digital marketing works can work and it can work for anybody, then I want to prove that. And so 15 years on, I'm still doing what I'm doing. I'm still living regional. Um, and, you know, for me, it's, it's involved a lot of travel, which is good. I've loved it. Like I've, you know, regularly sort of travel, you know, five hours away driving um, to see clients and to, to generate clients, and that sort of thing. So for me, that's been, um, yeah, a, a massive part of what I've done and how I do it. Um, but also my business partner um, is, you know, loves travel and adventure as well. So when when we started Nomad Designs, um, we were kind of looking at, at the space, who we wanted to work for, who would our ideal clients be, you um, what you know what would give us the most enjoyment how you know it's kind of the same as like how we're doing with other businesses seeing what works for them kind of doing the same thing for us going actually rather than um you know how do we fit into this mold of a business owner it's like what actually how do we want to live our lives um and how do we build a business to actually enable that to happen so as we sort of started thinking that we were kind of like it's pretty nomadic isn't it really like we've just um you know go go to the client, um, experience the things that they do. Um and yeah, the the domain name is available, the business name was available, everything was available. And we're like, you know what, this is <laughs> it's very organic, it's Yeah,
0: the stars aligned. Yeah. I love it. That's that's fantastic. So, Patrick, I want to dive into today's topics, and I say topics with a plural because we're probably going to touch on a couple of different things. Where should we start? You, you tell me. You guide the conversation. of Of I'm a small business owner. What, what can you, what can you help me with? What, where are we going to start?
1: Yeah. So, I think that I don't know. The a good place maybe to start would be to have a look at the difference between a website and an online presence. Um, I think that it's a, yeah there's quite a disconnect between the two. And I think that people see a website as a cost and they see it as, um, you know, basically just a marketing tool. And so as long as they have one, then it's, that's all that matters. Or, you know, as long as it looks pretty, then at least that's doing its thing. But very few business owners actually take the time to, to think about um, how that website's performing or to learn, how do you know whether it's performing or not? Um, And then, you know to even understand there's more to there's more to online than just a website you know so the website is an investment which means it should give you a return and you should be able to see that return you should be able to measure it how that's performing uh make required changes but it's not just about like that website is that central point so from an online presence point of view your online presence is everything you do online so that's your your social media what you say how you say it what you put out there it's blog posts it's email marketing it's like um yeah and then then even down to managing areas of your business through the back end of your website so there's so much that goes into an online presence that i think nobody well not nobody but but many people don't even sort of consider that is possible and it's been one of the i think one of the most amazing things about this, the last 12, 18 months is that all of a sudden people have realized, well, hang on a minute, like digital, like it's a whole lot more than just a, just a website. So there's been a massive shift in, in people's perceptions of, of what websites are for, um, but also a massive shift in, in how they see value. So yeah, it's not, not just about, um, that website bringing traffic or bringing sales. It's more to it than that. So that's good.
0: Yeah, definitely. That that makes a lot of sense to me. And I guess we can all relate to the whole we needed to move digital, you know, with the pandemic when it hit and I guess there was such a shift in in that space. Like you guys must have been crazy busy. Yeah. Like, were <laughs> crazy and busy.
1: I think it's also brings up an interesting point there too, because um a lot of like a lot of people in this space were crazy busy. Um and for me, there's I don't know, for for me like um probably the the biggest question i've i ever asked myself and have for many years is is what next you know and i think that if you when you start to ask that question regularly it doesn't matter how good the time is doesn't matter what's going on um when you start to ask that question okay this is where we are now but what next um an interesting thing happens you know because your whole focus kind of shifts and so it was i was really sort of thinking about that at the time and I remember. Um, probably March last year, just sort of going, gee, you know, like literally um, the, the adoption of, of technology um, and digital in business has just completely flipped around, like in, in a, such a short amount of time has completely flipped around and everyone's knee-jerk reaction, everyone plowed all their money into that. They, they're like, yeah, we need to set all these systems up, need everything happening. Um, and from, from our point of view as a, as a digital provider, I feel like there's, you know, there's an ethical part there to sort of go, well, you know what, like, don't put all your eggs in that basket, because what happens next? What happens after this pandemic? What happens when people aren't in lockdown anymore and start coming back? Um, and it's an, it's an interesting thing. I spoke to, um, to Amy Jacobson. I don't know if you know, you know her, but I was asking her because I, I was thinking, you know, like, is the pandemic enough to change people's behaviors? And actually, you know, mm. is, is does that mean that after when everything goes back <clears throat> and people have the choice between digital and non-digital, are they simply going to go? Oh, okay, we'll choose digital because now now we're comfortable with that. Because it didn't sit right with me; yeah. it didn't seem like that was what was going to happen. <laughs> um, and speaking with mm. her it was interesting because, it, you know, again, the, the questions really that she posed was was really like, well, it depends on what's caused the change, and usually behaviors that that uh, you know are caused. Co- caused by fear um they don't stick they will revert and it's that's an interesting thing itself because then you go well hang on a minute if that's the case and people there's this fear of you know everyone's changed this because they don't want their business to collapse or fail or whatever but now they've got no money in the reserves they've got no you know they've changed all their processes they've changed everything what what happens next um and so it was um mm-hmm. yeah i think people in our space really you know and and many of them did but i I think some sort of saw it as a as an opportunity just to generate revenue and and that was it um but i think it was important i felt it was important to actually educate um these business owners and sort of go all right just just because you can doesn't mean you should so let's let's take this let's see what what we can change let's see what we should change um and let's kind of find a way that if everything was to flip back again are you in a position where you're actually resilient now? Are you in a position where you can maximize and, and sort of capitalize on both digital and non-digital? Um, and yeah, just e- even more interesting, just the other, like last week or before, um, speaking to Professor Gary Martin from the Australian Institute of Management WA, I asked him the question, you know, because all their training was all, is very much face-to-face um, and they had a complete, had to do a complete shift. And I was asking him this question now that things are completely different here in WA, like what are people doing? Um, And he said it was very interesting. He said like, because now they have the ability to do both. So they offer the ability to do both. And what do people pick? Face-to-face. Like people are not, (laughs) you know, and it was like, (laughs) yeah, it's a bit of a light bulb moment because it's what I expected. And I I love, I love it. The fact that, um, we're now in this place where people have the option because that's cool. Um, but I do find it very interesting yeah. that people still um, value that face-to-face, that connection and that engagement with people in real life. So, yeah, very interesting.
0: And, Patrick, why is that? Because in my, like, kind of opinion, I I wouldn't have he- expected that to flip I guess back, and and we know it's not fully there yet. But I wouldn't have expected that to flip back so so uh, so strongly. I guess you I know? know what you mean. Um, Do you know what I mean? Think,
1: you know, as I was sort of thinking that, like um, that whole process through initially, it was yeah. I asked that same question. You know, like in, how how much is this going to flip? And I think that sort of um, mm. yeah, I think that mixture of of yeah, you sort of you sort of hit that. That middle point, you know, you've gone from one extreme to the other extreme, and then now you're back in the middle. And then I think now it'll be more of a gradual Mm. sort of change to to more digital and less non digital. Um, But I don't think it'll ever change dramatically, you know, forever. I think it's just sort of circumstances that'll do that. So, yeah, I think that change, as I say, like I don't think people's behaviors have changed so much. They know they can shop online, they know they can, you know, do things online, and that's they'll do that more now than they did used to. Um, but yeah. given the option, I think people prefer to to speak to someone and sort of go, actually, you know, is this a right fit? Is this going to work? Is this, you know, that kind of thing? Um, because I guess that's, yeah, we're humans. Like we,
0: <laughs> we're human. That's right. <laughs> what can you? What yeah. else can you say to that? Really, because at the end of the day, the face-to-face connection sure. is so powerful and and yeah. so natural to us as as humans. We're used to that. I, I guess. Um, from where I was coming from, like it's so convenient Mm -hmm. online. And I guess that like what you said, exactly that, that, you know, for those that need that convenience that can't turn up face-to-face, like there's definitely a new space that's opened for that, which is exciting. Um, But at the same time, it's it's definitely, yeah, it's interesting. It's interesting to watch this all unfold. I think it's definitely going to, you know, shift and change and kind of bob around and and in different places, you know, with different circumstances as we're still, going through this pandemic and yeah, watching that evolve as well is, is certainly interesting. You're listening to the Biz Nation podcast. I would love to connect with you outside of the podcast and you can find me on Clubhouse, Instagram, Facebook or LinkedIn by searching my name, Kerry Zarb or directly on my website at keryzarb.club. And don't forget, if you need more support in your business, you can find the community on Facebook at BizNation Support Group. Patrick, I want to ask you as well... Let's talk about that online presence because you touched on it before about, you know, the, the traditional website, the return on investment on that. But when you talk about online presence, I think it's a bigger conversation. Like you're, you're probably, tell me, like what, what, are we, what are we talking about with online presence in a, in a larger scale?
1: Yeah, sure. So I, I think I always find it very interesting to have a look at people's websites after you've met them in person. Um, and not necessarily even in person, but, um, you know, even Zoom chats and, and digital chats, that kind of thing, you know, it's interesting then because the people, how they are, what they're passionate about, what they, what excites them, um, you know, what they don't like. There's there's so much about a person and about who they are <clears throat> that, um, you know, it's, that's what you want to convey. Like that's who, that's your brand. Like as in, as a business owner, um, you're, you do what you do because you, you, you love it essentially. I mean, you wouldn't keep doing it. You wouldn't get up every day if you didn't love what you do because business is hard Mm. (laughs) and it's, you know, there's good points, but there's certainly some bad points as well. Um, and it's super hard work. So you wouldn't do it if you didn't love it. And whatever it is you do, you're feeling a need, you're helping people. There's this, um, there's this whole, desire to to do something, to be better, to be the best, to be better than your competitors, that's that's what that's all about. And I think that when you jump online, if you don't get that, then there's room for improvement. I think that Mm -hmm. when you jump on that website, when you jump on social media, how people, and you find even on social media, um, you know, especially on things like clubhouse for example you know you can see someone in one room and they're one way and you see them in another room and they're another way and and your your brain just doesn't compute and you're sort of going yeah well hang on a second like you're a completely different i didn't realize you're a different person like so it's it's a very interesting space you know and i think that that's um how you act how you talk what you do um should be consistent across everything so um in terms of the online presence everything needs to be speaking the same language. So the, the kinds of graphics you use, the professionalism, the, the colors, the styles, everything, you know, has to be consistent, but it also has to be consistent with your brand, with who you are, um, what you believe and why you believe it. So I think those, um when it comes to an online presence, to me, your website is that central point that everything has to come to, you know, too mm-hmm. many people I think uh, are like, you know, all right, we've got a Facebook page, why do we need a website? Well, you don't have any stats, you've got no information, you've got no performance, you've got nowhere when they get there, like as in how do you tell them what else you do? How do you, you know, if, if you decide that you you want to promote something or, or explain something in a different way or share some some knowledge, information, like how do you actually, um, how do you do that? Like and your website mm. is, is the part of, that's your digital space that you own, everything else is like borrowed land. So, so this is yeah. like what you yeah. own, what you can change, what you can do, whatever you want with, and you can export that data, you can use that however you need to better your business. So for me, yeah website is just one part of of this whole online digital presence for sure Mm,
0: but you touched on something quite valuable there patrick is this you know social media we know the audio spaces are just like exploding at the moment like that's just (laughs) that's a whole nother conversation in itself but um yeah that that brand consistency is important you know for your for you or your business your, your brand space whether it's your business brand or your personal brand but also um yeah, definitely. Understanding first and foremost, yes, a website is important, and the key reason I think it's important is that's your heart and soul, and and that that is your yeah. base hub of your business. Even if you're not uh, an online business, you know, uh, it's very often that I see the local restaurant or cafe that have a website with their menu and sure. and that type of thing. So, and I think. The social media really needs to be considered the extension, you know, where we can reach a greater audience and spread our online presence, but not have all our eggs in those baskets because that's dangerous, as we know.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, and I think you know what you touched on there too. You know, the the local restaurant having a, a, a website. I think it's um, it's interesting hearing people's perceptions on who should have a website or who needs a website. Um, because yeah, in short, I think everyone needs a website mm. and I, you know, maybe I'm biased, but, but I think there's a reason for that. Like I, you know, you, your local restaurant, you may sort of go, well, everyone in town knows what they provide. Everyone in town knows what they do, but you know what? People are prepared to drive 40 minutes or well, certainly we are. We drive 40 minutes to, to our yeah. nearest it's down. you know, I drive an hour and, uh, hour and 10 minutes to Perth, like, you know, so that's not uncommon. It's not unusual. So Yeah, why would you not want something that actually promotes what you do to them?
0: Yeah, and well. I, I just took out a couple of things of what you just said there because restaurants—it could be an electrician or a plumber yep. or anything like that—we've got to consider in even in a trades business that people arrive new to an area, so they, yep. you know, the old "let your fingers do the walking" is across your <laughs> keyboard or or on your digital phone, you know. Yeah. Um, so those opportunities uh, could be lost without a website for for those uh, particular industries and and those professionals, but. Also tourism, you know, we know it's been kind of shut down throughout COVID and, and that's been a really sad time, but people are starting to travel and starting to re-explore as, as yep. different areas, you know, reopen. Um, like you said, you know, we've got both sides now. We've got the digital yeah. side and the face-to-face side and people want to get back out there. So to be able to be found online with your website for whatever business you have and, and for those two aspects alone is, is key in, in my it opinion. Is-
1: and yeah. it's not even just about being found, to be honest, <laughs> because even if you take the local restaurant for example, um, what again? What next? Th- mm. This question comes up again and again. You know, like so, you go for a meal, but what next? Like you, you know, you have the ability to capture their details, like an email address, for example, a review, um, mm. you know, some information from everyone that walks through your door. If you have fifty thousand customers a year. If you have a thousand customers a year, it doesn't matter. Like, But you have this ability to actually um, give them the opportunity for ongoing engagement.
0: Mm-hmm. Now, that's
1: their choice. Obviously, they have to opt into that. But if you're not giving them that choice, and I'm not talking like a, a paper form where you fill out like hmm. your, your name and email address because people don't fill it in because it takes time and that information never gets put into somewhere because that takes time. But to have like a, a, a tablet at the point of sale that for example that just goes hey how did you find us here's five faces pick one leave a note if you want like a super simple easy to use and another sort of great example of that digital um you know integration with your business it's not marketing it's not bringing people there but while they're there they give a review which is going to help you online to get found more um but also they've given you permission to actually engage with them after the fact and so all of a sudden like you've got this absolutely cost effective cheap way to to you know email out a thousand people five thousand people like it doesn't matter but and then you can also segment those which essentially you know depending on how you set everything up but you can be like hey we've got it's state night tonight so yeah. like let's send an email out to everybody that loves steak, and we know that because they came on a steak night and they've left a good review about steak. You know what I mean? That there's yeah. there's a lot of ways that you can, when you think things through um, on that digital side, you can sort of go, what, like, yeah, what information and details would be useful for us? How do we capture those? Um, and then and then how do we actually ensure that keeps going on? Because that way, it's like you're not waiting for them to come through your door, which I think is quite like an old mentality when it comes to business you know like I know a lot of people have been in business for, for many many years and and that's been the case you set your business up where the most put traffic is and you wait for people to come through your door and mm-hmm. yes you do sort of some yeah you do marketing but essentially that's the majority of your business comes from that and it's not that way anymore and it can't be that way anymore and if you want to actually um, succeed and if you want to be better than your competitors. Start doing things where you're actually taking action, and you're the one actually going. Hey, you know what? Come, come back, come here again yeah. because we loved having you, uh, and we want you back. And people are prepared to drive for that. So, hey, let's you know, let's do it. So, I think there's yeah, huge potential there. Um, not just for getting found, but the after mm-hmm. as well. What next?
0: And the other thing that I just thought of too, Patrick, is that um, that return customer. Yep. We all know the base you know, kind of principles to, you know, it costs a lot more to get a new customer than Mm. to retain existing customers. So, and that's something that I've always believed in for, for many, many years. So, yeah, being able to capture details and promote to them, you know, offer those, you know, I've seen so many... Businesses change and evolve over the time, and and I think a lot more are capturing the online presence and and mm-hmm. doing a really good job of it. And um, it's thanks to people like you out there promoting that space. So definitely, that's that's awesome that you're a part of that. I guess what what else though, like you know, online you know, we meet people. We meet people online. Like there's, you know, so many social hubs these days like our Facebook and our Instagram and the audio platforms that we won't go into. Um but yeah. Well (laughs) um but yeah, like what what else what else do you recommend for just a, a final tip for the listener to what what should they be doing online presence-wise in in a networking capacity?
1: Oh, in a networking capacity, it's a, a really interesting space because, again, um, you know, it's – I always think it's one of those things that takes a little bit of effort. And because it takes a little bit of effort, 90% of your competitors aren't doing it. <laughs> so no. you, all of a sudden, you've got a bit of an advantage straight up. Um but secondly, you want to sort of position yourself as as an authority in that space. Now, you don't have to position yourself as a thought leader. You don't have to be writing white papers or, or blog posts every week or anything like that. But again, it comes down to that brand consistency. Now, if you're actually engaging with people, whether that's on Instagram, whether that's in in Facebook or, or LinkedIn or wherever that is, if you're engaging, like actually engaging with people, not just liking photos, but um mm. You know, commenting on things Um, as a a good example for that, for example, even, you know, like I say, I was talking to Amy Jacobson before. Um, I think we've known each other for probably nearly four years. Um, We connected through LinkedIn um, and she lives 40 minutes drive away from me or not even it's like half an hour drive away from me. And yet I'd never met her until a week and a half or a couple of weeks ago. Um, just Mm. because that engagement all happened and that relationship was built. And when we met, it was like, you know, like friends, you know each other, like as in it was great to see each other and to to finally, you know, do that. And similar sort of thing through Clubhouse. I've met some people there in real life in Perth here. And again, like it's because there's that level of engagement that you, um, yeah, like you you just know them and and you sort of, like that works and that's fine. Uh, And they understand and they know what you can do. And so I think mm. that, and that's without you even telling them, like as in just through conversation, yeah. you, you you know, you, yeah, you ask what they do and whatever, but it's not a sell and it's not a, no. you know, it's not a pitch or anything like that. It's just literally, oh, well, that's what I do. What do you do? Um, mm. So it's a, it's a really interesting thing. And I think I personally think that it's very much key to, um, to successful networking. I think for me, it's like, forget the sale, forget the pitch. If you're going to go networking, yeah, actually, you know, I, I, I would probably say, and I have no stats to prove this up, but, but I would probably say in the last 15 years, I've probably got more business out of the people who, um, the people who know the people I know, <laughs> if that makes sense, yep. because I've built a relationship with these people and they've referred me to others. So the work hasn't necessarily come from them, but it's come from the next sort of level along. Um, so I mm. think that, yeah, I, I sort of forget the sale so i forget the pitch and i just sort of focus i connect my my sort of strategy i think from a business to business point of view um linkedin has been amazing um and for me whether it's linkedin or not i sort of take two approaches i, I think there's kind of two directions for networking um one is that like i will connect with people who i feel i could help or or you know benefit through what i through what i do and how i do it So if I see someone's website and I can tell that they're genuine and I can see, um, you know, how in fact it happened yesterday and just getting in touch with them and just going, Hey, you know what? Like you don't know me. I don't know you. um, But I've noticed a couple of things about your website. We'd love to have a chat with you. You know, that'd be great. Um, And it's, Mm -hmm. it's an interesting, that's an interesting thing in itself because you're, you're giving something and that gets received really well. So I think the, the sort of, if you want to call it a conversion rate, but the amount of like, yeah, the amount of people that accept that help is huge because they know you're not, mm. yeah, you're not after something. And I think the same is in reverse. I'll connect with people who are way above me, people who um, you wouldn't normally even think of connecting with people who inspire me. Um, And I literally, you know, and, and this is not just people who, I think it probably if they inspire you, it's probably because there's something that you have in common. There's something that you see in them that you go, actually, like that resonates with me. I would love to do that. I'd love to be like that. And I think that um, so for me, yeah, I will connect with those people because I have something genuine to say to them. I'm not just going, hey, I just want to ride on your coattails, or hey, I just want to, you know, know someone famous or anything like that. It's like actually, this is what I'm interested in. This is who I am. Um, I'd love to catch up for a coffee or a beer sometime you know, let me know if you're mm-hmm. up for it. And again, like amazing how many people like actually accept that offer of coffee, um, or a beer. Um, mm-hmm. and you just get to sit with them, you know, like for, is literally, I'll, I, I take the approach of, Hey, look, you know, I'd love just half an hour to an hour of your time just to have a chat. Um, I'll buy you a coffee, like, let's just, you know, if you're up for it, let's do it. And they do. And, and, you know, mm-hmm. amazing relationships have been built that way. So, from a networking point of view, like I say, I think there's kind of the there's those two ways, but I really think it's it's gotta be about building relationships and engaging with people.
0: Definitely. I agree with that, all of that so much, because when I think about all of these spaces and, and it's strange and I don't like to harp on about Clubhouse too much on the show because I've practically done it for six months, but <laughs> I can't help myself. I have yeah. to I have to bring it in because we have those conversations with complete strangers that end up living just down the road how many people we can meet across the world that people that we just wouldn't have met you know and engaged with because either you're in completely different industries or completely different walks of life but yeah yeah, these platforms connect us and exactly that the relationship is just formed so naturally and and it's lovely it's really really nice yeah
1: no, well, I think we're only sitting here today because we met in the clubhouse room. Exactly. exactly. Proof. <laughs> Proof right
0: there. There you go. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I think the other aspect that I, I took out of what you said, Patrick, you know, online networking, but it's really online relationship building. That's For sure. that's huge, you know. In itself, there's just yeah, the relationships can just be amazing. And back to what you said before, you know, the word of mouth—it's not dead, yeah. you know. Like, like
1: it's not at all. <laughs> and,
0: and the other one that I've I've come across more recently as well, as a result of some of these relationship building endeavours that I've been on, is the old barter system is coming back as well. Yeah. You know, so, yeah, there's a
1: fair bit of that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've certainly, yeah, done a deal or two in my time. <laughs> yeah,
0: exactly. It's great. It's great. Uh, I, it works really well. So, well, Patrick, um, thank you for sharing all of that insight and you know your knowledge and and what's happening in the digital space. So that's just yeah, super that's right. fantastic. I want to step into a little segment <laughs> that I have for the show. Sure. I
1: have,
0: I have my tin.
1: Uh, (laughs) I've seen the tin You've seen the tin
0: and inside this tin is I'm going to select five random questions Just so we can get to know you a little bit more Sure So I will pick out five questions And I really hope they're not the same questions that I pick time and time again It's very random It's, It's completely random So I have five questions So Patrick, are you ready? I think so Okay We are going to go with the first question. Are you a pet owner and is it a cat, a dog, a bird or something else?
1: Uh, I'm not a pet owner. Um, And so, but if I was to be one, Mm -hmm. I think it would be a cat. Yeah. So yeah, I've never really been, we never had pets growing up Um, or not really. Like we did have some cats, which is probably why I'm sort of more inclined that way. But um, yeah, I've never, never really being a dog person and mm-hmm. uh just pets in general i think because i just like to be spontaneous and to sort of get up and go <laughs> sometimes it's not always conducive to pets <laughs> that, so, that's um, true That's true. Yeah. so probably a cat if i had one
0: and, and why would you choose a cat if you were to choose a pet
1: probably a little more independent um mm-hmm. and i think that uh that also yeah i don't know i just I do like them. I think they're
0: cool. <laughs> I think they can they can sometimes have a little bit of extra attitude in there oh, as sure. well, <laughs> with the independence. So yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. Next question is: Are you a sports fan? And if so, which is your favourite?
1: I am. Um, I love Ooh. soccer. Soccer is my favourite. Ooh. So um, yeah, as a kid, so we went to the UK in 1988 for two years. Um, and that sort of introduced me, I suppose, to, to soccer there. And so when we came back here, AFL was never really my thing. Um, so even though soccer wasn't and still isn't kind of mainstream here, it's just something I've always like loved um, and I love the the skill that's involved. I know everyone talks mm. about the fact that you know there's just like so many goal <laughs> in in soccer, but um, but like for me, it's about the shots on goal. It's about the the skill. The footwork is just some of these. Oh. I just I have no idea how these people do it. You know, and and I can literally like be scrolling through it through an Instagram feed, watching a video. You know, and I just. Yeah, it just makes me yeah, makes me smile. I just go, gee, you know like, I've got no idea how they do that. But I love watching people who who are at the top of their game. I don't care what, mm-hmm. whether it's sport, whether it's whatever. I love seeing that because I know how much work's gone into that. And it that I admire. That really inspires me. I just go, I want to do that for my stuff. So so yeah, so sport, um, yeah, soccer, I love it. I love mm-hmm. English English Premier League and um and Perth Glory head up to their games mm-hmm. as well. So
0: and, and Patrick, have you got some little footwork moves behind the scenes? No, so I've never been great,
1: and I think that's probably why I, I appreciate it so much. Because like I love getting out there with the soccer ball, but uh, I, yeah, I can I can impress an eleven year old got an eleven year old son. So I can impress eleven year olds, his mates, and all the rest of it, and that's about my limit.
0: <laughs> Don't ask for much more. That's so, fair yeah, enough. That's <laughs> all right, moving on to the next question. Hmm. We're really getting to know you here, Patrick. Oh, I like this. For you, is it trains, boats or planes? Or none of the above?
1: Yeah. Uh, see, and now I probably have to ask like a another question around that maybe. Mm. So <laughs> go for it. Yeah, because is it what I would like or what I do? <laughs>
0: oh can we have both answers? Can we
1: have both? Yeah, we can have we can have both. So so yeah, literally like Again, living an hour and a bit away from Perth, so sometimes I'll park the car in manager and jump on a train because it's just mm-hmm. sometimes that's a little bit easier rather than having to find parking or to, you know, just depends what I'm doing. So so mm-hmm. trains is kind of like the thing that happens. Um, but planes, mm-hmm. yeah, planes would have to be, I love, because if I'm on a plane, I'm travelling somewhere and if I'm travelling somewhere, then I'm happy. Um, and I think I, I used to... Um, yeah, an interesting thing. So, so obviously, going to the UK at, at that age, 18, 19, um, I, it was, yeah, travelling first time by myself, um, had no clue. Um, and so, yeah, I, I remember being in the airports and just being like sensory overload. Like, where do I look? Yeah. What do I do? How do I know which plane I'm going to get on or where I've got to go and all the rest of it? Um, and so, I remember saying to myself, like, you know, I would love – For airports to be as common and blase as train stations for me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, and and I got to that point where actually now, like, it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't bother me at all. Um, I love it. So, so yeah, that's kind of planes would be the thing, I reckon.
0: The airport's got a particular buzz about it, it, doesn't it? Like, (laughs) you're right, you walk in and Wow! Like there's so much going on, and 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 sometimes you sit back. I've done this. You've actually sat back and gone, "Hang on a minute! Look at all these people. Where's everybody going? What's yeah. going on?" It's amazing, isn't it? Like, I love, yeah, love those moments. It's cool. But the buzz, the buzz is incredible. So, good, good choice. All right, next question. Ooh, <laughs> that's really. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> are you a home chef or takeaway
1: king oh, well mm. it's kind of like like f- food is a convenient food is not a convenient food is a like a necessity sort of thing so i'll eat when i get hungry um i don't really mm-hmm. sort of plan my meals out and like if i sort of leave the house and have forgotten to eat i'm like oh well there's always tomorrow so (laughs) (laughs) so so yeah I don't know interesting question because food's not a huge part of my life in that sense I think um if I probably like buy more food than I cook I suppose just because like half the week I'm on my own the other half I've got my son with me here so we cook a little bit of a little bit when he's here but um yeah, it's sort of just easier, I suppose. But it's not like mm-hmm. a, it's not like going to Macca's or anything like that. Like I'll go, yeah, go get a pub meal, or I'll go get something like a mm. Indian or some some actual meal kind of thing. Um, yeah, so I suppose takeout in that sense <laughs> mm-hmm. is probably yeah.
0: But a combo of both by the same time, a little bit of going out, little bit of eating. Yeah, in. I enjoy yeah.
1: cooking actually. Um, even though food's not a huge part, like I do enjoy the cooking side of things. But it's just it's it's hard to motivate myself to cook when there's not really like when it's just me. I just kind of go, nah, I don't like. What's the point? <laughs> yeah. yeah,
0: throw something together. So long as you get fed and you're looking after yourself, that's yeah, the main that's thing. It.
1: That's it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, Patrick. We're down to the last question, and then you're out of the Wait. hot seat what are your top three priorities in life
1: <laughs>
0: wow big question final question big question sorry about
1: that that's a huge question uh <laughs> all right top three priorities so my son would be the first um i think that success in in business or success would be the second i think like so for me yeah it's i want to make sure that that we're okay and that like we're you know good no matter what life throws us. um and then third would be actually sort of travel and adventure so i think yeah i need i need i need adventure um i love a bit of spontaneous trips here and there and um yeah so for me they're probably my three priorities
0: i love the fact that you popped in the word adventure that's super cool yeah yeah yeah
1: it's, well i think you know no point just going somewhere for the sake of going there like nah. you do know, I want to go and explore and i want to Um, see something new I want to experience something new so yeah for me that's that's cool
0: and Patrick just a follow-up question from that in the past when you have traveled potentially for for work or for clients whatever the the case may be will you always take a little bit of time to explore while you're there 100%
1: yeah (laughs) 100% in fact like so interesting point so I used to like I was going out um to to Hyden so it's like a five-hour drive away um and I used to do that once a month and I would literally, um, you know, try and sort of generate some new clients by just being present, mm-hmm. um, but also catching up with the existing clients. But I, I used to not confirm the meetings with clients um, and I would do that kind of half intentionally because I was sort of like, hey, you know what? If they're not available, oh, well, I can just go and explore. <laughs> So people would like, don't you want to like confirm that? So, you know, drive all that way. I'm like, not really. Like I'm just, <laughs> if they're there, they're there. If they're not, well, I'll we'll go back next month. Like it's, it's okay. So no, hundred percent for me, it's um, absolutely all about that. Like I'll, I'll definitely make time to go explore, to go do something. Um, and then to have, yeah, it's, it's almost like the, the business aspect of it is a little bit secondary (laughs) for me personally, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like it's not, it's, I'm going there for the business. I'm going there to do the thing, but, um, but yeah, I'll absolutely make sure that I've got the, the space and the time for some me time as well. So Mm -hmm.
0: love it. Love it. Work life balance. That's what it's all about. Oh my God. So good. So good. Now, Patrick, before we wrap it up, where can we find you?
1: Uh, yeah, so nomaddesigns.com.au as far as the website goes. Um, Nomad Designs on Instagram. I'm on LinkedIn as Patrick Twells. On Twitter, I'm kind of a Clubhouse, Patrick Twells. So yeah, there's a lot of spaces you can find me. <laughs> but um, but yeah, that's kind of yeah. I, I, I spend a bit of time online um, in the social media space as well. Just again, just networking, meeting mm-hmm. people. Um, really enjoy that so it's it doesn't feel like work to me because it's not like it's just i like yeah learning things and and teaching Mm -hmm. things so it's cool
0: awesome thank you patrick i'm going to pop all of those links into the show notes for the listeners it's been amazing what a great conversation thank you so much for coming on to the show i've really appreciated this discussion today
1: no problem at all thanks for having me
0: awesome thanks patrick we'll chat again really soon yeah no worries Thank you for tuning in to the Biz Nation podcast. It was lovely to share this episode with you. Remember to subscribe to catch all future episodes, and I would also very much love it if you'd leave me a rating or a review. Until next time, remember that you can also go from headache to heaven in a heartbeat.